0: Hello, I'm Dr. Amalia Gonyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self emancipation, human rights, democracy, and much more. Joining us today is award-winning South African actress Kim Engelbrecht, whose recent television work has included the American science fiction drama Raised by Wolves and playing the lead of the South African production *Raker*, a role which earned her award for Best Actress in the South African Film and Television Awards and a nomination for the International Emmy Awards. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Thank you so much.
0: You started acting as a teen. When did you realize that you wanted to turn acting into your profession? Um, Yeah, I
1: think I I started out presenting, actually. Um, I presented a TV series called um, Take Five for Many Years with SABC. It was one of the flagship educational shows for SABC at the time. And um, so that kind of got me into, you know, the world of TV. And I had... Because of being at SABC, I befriended Karen van der Laag, who was an actress and also the casting director for Isidingo. I met up with her and then I auditioned and then I, you know, then I started acting. But my very first acting role was when I was 12 years old and I played the role of of a a swimmer who swims the Capri Napoli based on a true life story. Um, Yeah, and I got to go to Italy and yeah, that was my first taste of the world of film. So I think I've jumped around from film to TV. I tried a bit of theatre. Um, yeah, so I've had an I've had an opportunity to try all all sides of the, of the industry.
0: It seems to be very much uh, camera facing as opposed to behind the scenes and directing or producing.
1: Yeah, I mean for now that's where where I find myself. Who knows? A little bit later on, I could delve into the world of producing or directing. Just kind of you know interesting to me also.
0: I think there's so many opportunities in the space that allows you to to do different things.
1: Definitely. I think it is definitely open to you. But I'm also one of those people who I kind of become a little bit single focused because I think at the beginning of my career, I was so everywhere and I was so scattered, um, you know, because you you just want to have a taste of the industry. So you're trying to um, you you're doing presenting and then you're doing acting, you're doing theater, you're trying your hand at radio. Um, I did a stint at comedy as well. Um, so you try all of these different sides of yourself and then eventually you become a little bit more single focused because you get older and you also become a little bit more obsessed with um, honing your craft, I think. I really started becoming and a little bit more serious about the acting world and trying to find the nuances and you know, and trying to be a good actress and trying to uh fulfill a character bio and saying okay this is who she is let me try my very best to try and you know make it as real as possible and I think for that you do need you need time you need focus and a bit of obsession about characters
0: you mentioned that you took on your first film role at 12 can you walk us through a couple of your key milestones in your career so far
1: yeah, I think that was when I was 12 years old. I did a film called Sarah Sarah, which was um, an Italian film. So I I got to work in South Africa, Namibia, and then Italy. A little bit later on, I did a a youth development show, which I loved, um, called Take Five on SABC. Then a little bit later on, I did Issa Dingo. Um I've done some theater work as well. I did the pantomime. Um, and then a little bit later on, I did a a piece of theater called Cruz, and et cetera. And then I think from there, while I was doing Issa which is obviously the one show that I'm very like well-known for because I played a lovable character called Lolly. And while I was doing that show, I was also uh, doing other shows as well. So I had a chance to, like I said, do theater and also work on different shows. So that was a real um, growing experience for me, I think.
0: Who have been some of the most memorable characters that you've played?
1: Yeah, for sure, that one. And then a little bit later on, obviously, I think my very first character that I ever played was um, Sarasa Ryan in the Italian film. And then a little bit later, um, I've just finished a show called Raker, And I think for me right now, that is a very pivotal character. But I tend to, I don't know, dance between the world of science fiction and the world of heavy drama. So those are... Always beautiful characters that I love to play.
0: How do you get under their skin, or how do they get under your skin, character-wise?
1: Think, character-wise, it's it's not really a job that you do on your own. You know, whenever you start a job, you are equipped with a full and intense character bible, like the last show that I've just finished, and um, there was an extensive. Uh, understanding of who she was so you don't do it alone you know the writer has already unpacked everything for you and all you need to do is try and just add a bit of your own essence to it but but I also really like to get um stuck in the research of characters you know I I do like the psychology of of who they are and why they are the way they are and also trying to fill in the blanks when it comes to those pieces that the writer hasn't shown you in the script so I can be a little bit of an investigative journalist myself and try and figure out why she is the way that she is.
0: Do you ever feel that when you've gone under these roles and I imagine they must be quite intensive that a part of that character rubs off on you or you experience a different part of yourself?
1: For sure I mean how can you not I've been really lucky with the last show that I did we it was a it was a three-month shoot you know and one month of that before in pre-production, you get to work through the character and kind of like map her journey. Um, but like I said, you don't do it alone. I've got the help of the director. I've got the producers with me who are there, you know, are always on call and ready to help me, but also just becoming completely obsessive with who she is. And then, and then 100% being able to immerse myself in the character for those three months, you know, you don't live at home, you know, you're on the road, you're with your team, you're with your crew. Um, And that just becomes like a little island of of just work. So you have an opportunity to to do justice to the character because of the fact that you're so withdrawn from your normal day-to-day things.
0: When I think about any kind of film production, in fact, any any type of media, it really is far and wide-reaching and and pretty enduring. When you think about things online, what goes online stays online in, in kind of perpetuity. And often TV and film productions reflect culture, uh, yes, with the exception of science fiction. But even with science fiction, I think it provides really novel ways of of thinking. And I read some research up on the the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media Studies. And one of the payoff lines is, if she can see it, she can be it. And I think that from a medium point of view, that when we see women inhabiting different types of roles, there's a, a seed that's that's sown of opportunity for, for someone to go, oh, I could be like her. I could do that. So whether it's an astronaut, whether it's a, a lawyer, an, an accountant, it kind of like shows things that are possible so with respect to Women in the Continent uh, and the importance of having them portrayed appropriately in media content, having their voices heard, and greater representation, do you think that that plays a, a role in your choice of characters or, or choosing a role?
1: Uh, you know, I think I first start with uh a wonderful script also not only just how I, how I'm reflected on, you know, in the show and the, on the, on the page, it's also about the story itself and what, what it, what it's trying to portray and what it's trying to push. Um, So I think definitely, I think when it comes to me and me being a South African female, you know, you, you come from doing shows that do reflect the socioeconomic um, atmosphere of what's going on. And, and that's why I think, Uh, you know, South African female actresses, we offer some sort of a unique way of telling stories because nobody understands where we come from. Only we do, you know, and because there's not just one way of explaining a female, you know, or a female character, but now you're also that, you know, on the bed of, you can't really explain what it is to be South African and you can't really explain to be. So all of those little nuances make make us very um, interesting to watch. I think, and the choices that we make, you know, there's a beauty, there's a beautiful empathy that South Africans do have for other people. Mm. You know, like a, it's, an, it's an openness and, an, and an, an understanding of people because we are so diverse and so multicultural. We do understand people. And an yeah, interest just- in people, a genuine interest in people.
0: And oh, I think that well, we've got eleven official languages. Um, let alone just one standard voice that we we share, and and so yeah. many different. And cultures.
1: also, and that on the back of how a female is already so complex.
0: Yeah, <laughs> look, being a woman, I think in industry, every industry can be quite tough. Uh, certainly, when it comes to aspects of equality, uh, whether it's from a, a pay point of view, whether it's from a promotional perspective. As a woman working in the entertainment and arts industry, what are some of the the gender challenges that you've experienced?
1: I think one of the great things um, right now, I think when it comes to writing, we've got a writer called Rowan Dixon on on a show called Raker, which which does deal with very um, delicate matters, um, the show itself. And I think the writers, I think, have become a little bit more sensitive to who a female is. Um, so I think the, because of the fact that the writing abilities are increasing and, you know, the, the way that Roman tells the story is, is just immaculate. I think he did an absolute justice to who, who she was. And I think um, I think that comes from his level of interest in the character and his level of Intense research when it came to her, so I think he made it completely based on on, on actuality and yeah, and he's spoken to many psychologists and etc. about her and her her psychology and why she is the way that she is, and so I think it's just I
0: think it comes down to really good writing when it comes to the show raker. So writing is is pivotal. I mean that's that's the storytelling element. You're given the story as the character, and you're able to go and and portray and, and deliver. In his vision or or her vision,
1: yeah, I think you try and do the best that you can, but obviously, I can't always do it exactly the way the writer has, you know, written the work. And I also think that the audience member plays a plays another part of the puzzle because I can only do so much. And when what I do and how I portray the character somehow moves me, it only moves me because it triggers something in you. So Mm -hmm. the person at home then becomes that other part of the puzzle. So you you actually completing the characterization of, of, the, of the character.
0: That's so true. There's the this co-creative element and interpretation. And I think also, depending on the way someone's mindset is, that they, they perceive you in a different way um, as we go through our daily lives and whatever we've been exposed to.
1: Yeah, because feelings are universal. And I think that's what you try and portray in characters. You try and move someone, you know, in a way that they go, wow, that, that's familiar. I know that feeling. I might not know this girl or where she's from, or what she's, but you know what she's about. But the feeling that she made me feel, I, I know that feeling.
0: You're listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity, and today we're talking to award-winning South African actress Kim Engelbrecht. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk from an industry point of view, have you ever um, been in a situation where, for instance, there has, has been an issue of unequal pay between you and, for example, men in the production, male actors?
1: Oh, um, no, I think with, with the show that I've just recently done, I, you know, I think for me, it's about the work and trying to do a good job. And I think that's also why you have a management team that's with you and that understands who you are and then you know that happens in the negotiation room and you try as hard as possible to get the best deal. And then once that is done, then you focus solely on the
0: work. So management's really important. And as if I pick up from what you're saying, this isn't a a solo job. I mean, you come into this and it's not just you. So can you walk us through some of the aspects of how the management structure works for you as, as an actress? Because it's an integral part
1: yeah, I think there's different parts of it. Number one, there's a, there's a casting director. So everybody has to go for an audition. You know, you still have to get down to the bones of it. You still have to audition all the time. I audition all the time. I constantly audition. And um, the world is getting smaller. So we're doing it on South tapes these days. Um, less so than going into the room and having one-on-one auditions. Um, but yeah, you've you've got uh, an agency that sends you briefs. Um, mm-hmm. And you are part of an agency or different agencies, depending on um, where you find yourself in the world. Um, and then I've got a management team that helps me look over everything. They negotiate my contracts. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've got I've got a management team in the states, and I've got a management team in South Africa.
0: What would be your advice to young women who are potentially thinking about pursuing a career in, in film and television and becoming actresses?
1: Yeah, what I think. Do it. Definitely do it because the world is completely opening up now with streaming platforms. There are so many shows being shot, not only here, but all over the world. And with self tapes, you can tape from anywhere. You know, I can be on a holiday and I get a call that there's this tape needed and um, needs to be in by Friday and it's Wednesday. I, I I will be able to do the tape wherever I am and send it in. And um, yeah, there's just so many things being made and great things being made locally as well. So there's definitely an opportunity. There are opportunities.
0: And how would they go about getting into the industry?
1: Different ways. I always try and make people aware that they need to stay as close to the fire as possible. So you can have a normal day-to-day job and still pursue an acting career because I do understand that the reality um, of this industry is also quite murky and there's sometimes... You know it does take a little bit of time to you know to get that that one job that sets you up. So financially, you also have to look after yourself. I completely understand that, but you need to stay as close to the fire as possible. So surround yourself with people that are in the in the industry. um keep on upskilling yourself, go and do classes in dance in 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 accents, in movement, in um stunt training, depending on what kind of actor you see yourself as but I would say just be as well-versed as possible, you know, learn to ride a horse and et cetera. Um, Yeah. Get involved with, with, with the theater. So you can still have your job, but just stay close to it, stay close to it and, and be enthusiastic, you know, be enthusiastic and don't stop and don't try not to be negative, surround yourself with, with positive people and keep on reading. And, but I I would say the one thing is to try and upskill yourself constantly.
0: I love the expression, stay close to the fire. Uh, just this week, I think it was on Monday, in fact, I was reading an article and I was talking about Harrison Ford. So I don't know if it is hearsay or, or if there's a certain amount of truth to it. But he basically said that when he started out in his career, he said, we were all young, kind of like everybody on the bus, everybody going off to Hollywood. And he said he realized that there were a lot of people on that bus and that it was going to take time to break through. So he was looking, that's when he went into carpentry and staying close to the fire, I guess for him, was about doing work for directors, um, doing work for other actors so that he was always in that presence. And then eventually he said gradually people fell off the bus and there was less competition, which gave him more opportunity and kind of, being in this for the long long game. Um, You spoke about auditioning a lot. And I think in anyone who is in any career that's going out for jobs, job hunting, that rejection is a reality. So what are some of the strategies that you do to deal with rejection?
1: Yeah, I think it's maybe not to aim for perfection. Often when we do these auditions, you can, you can basically present an audition any way you want to when it comes to a self tape because you're doing it all on your own. And, you know, your take, this is how I, I see it. Um, so just do a really good one, give it all you have. And, and that's all that you can do, you know? That's all you can do. I can't be more or less than this. Like, but I can, number one, I can know my lines really, really well. I can try and get the angle right, get the lighting right, get all of those things. I can only do that. And then, then, then it's over to the next. And it's over to the next, um, you know, the next level. So, yeah, that. And also just to know that you're part of this industry that sometimes it's got nothing to do with the fact that you're not the right person. You're just not the right person to maybe go with a co-star or your timing's wrong. But it doesn't mean that uh, all of your hard work is going to be unnoticed. Maybe they have your tape. They love who you are. And maybe there's something else that, that they feel that you're right for.
0: Your career, is, it's not a nine-to-five job. I mean, you, you go on to projects, you'll do a three-month stint here. It's, it's not a regular body of work. And when we think of things from a, a financials point of view, that can be quite challenging, I'd imagine. Mm,
1: yeah, definitely is challenging. But I think you, you keep yourself busy and you try and stay positive. You know, I'm, I mean, I love hobbies. You know, at the moment, I'm doing good work. King, so that's kind of the one thing that I'm just immersing myself in. So you do that. And like I said, you upskill, you constantly learn to do different accents because you have to. You don't know what the next audition is going to be. Like maybe I need to do an RP British accent or an American accent or just... So different things are required of you and you never want to be in a position where you go, "Mm, I don't think I can do that. So at least try, you know, give it a try. In your off time.
0: Being prepared. You're listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity, and today we're talking to award-winning South African actress Kim Engelbrecht. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. What would you say triggered you to pursue international work opportunities?
1: Mm. I always, it was never really, I didn't really, it wasn't on my horizon. Like, it's not like I thought that was going to be my next step. It kind of just naturally happened. I was uh in cape town and i i realized that the international world you know was was booming in cape town i was living in johannesburg at the time i was doing a tv show there um came here and then didn't realize that i could play like a smaller character on an international show i got that and then i think just the bug bites then you start packing everything up you i had to at that time leave Isadinga which was really sad because i loved the show but for me to be able to focus and move to Cape Town I needed to do that so yeah that's what I did so I don't think it it really it wasn't like I was seeking it it's just one of those things that just happened and then naturally I went for the flow because that's where everything was pointing toward and And also just the help of, of of management as well you know
0: that that speaks of growth and do you feel like because you've pushed yourself in a way that more doors of opportunity have opened
1: yeah. And also my ability in trusting myself, I think has changed. So I don't really think that the, I think the doors are always open for us all, you know, it's all, especially when it comes to auditioning, it's just, it's, it's up to you to get the job. You know, they, I've, you know, cause I've read in these casting companies before where I was a reader when people come in and audition and, and I sit with the directors and they want you to do a good performance cause they, they need you. They need this character to be filled. Like they want to start production. So they just need you to to give them the performance that that they need, so the doors are open um I think my level of trust in myself i think has 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 increased, so it's more um and also a lot less fear because I do know that if I work really hard and if i if I make it about the work and i um yeah, and I research as much as possible I'm gonna I'm gonna do my very best and and I trust that I will do my best obviously there are certain things that I feel I can't do because of that natural fear you know if you have the ability to do that accent or to play that character that is so far from you that obviously does creep in but I think I'm a little bit better now
0: and doing your best, obviously, that comes through with uh, recognition, through awards. And I know with Raker, you won a Best Actress from the, the South African Film and TV Awards. But mm-hmm. in 2022, it was nominated for an International Emmy, not just from Best Actress point of view, but also as a Best Drama Series. How does that type of recognition make you feel?
1: Oh, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. And, and if you were to step onto the Raker set, they deserve it. You know, it's a, it's a really great team of people and they really believe in the in the material. The script was fantastic. Rowan had written the script for so many years. I think it was 14 years. He had before, before it eventually got made from like first little scribble on the page. Um, so... I think it, it needed to be there and it was just it's just a really great group of people, you know? All of us, like the whole crew, they're just fantastic people and I like I love the show and and I think that's testament to I think how well it's done. I think you can see the love on the screen, you know?
0: That's amazing though that 14 years to get a baby hatched I'm, and in the yeah, I'm under correction if it's
1: exactly 14 or 15 or, I'm not exactly sure, but like a, yeah, it, it was a long time. It was many years in him eventually having it made.
0: And I think we kind of overlook the longevity of things because you see a production on TV and you almost think, okay, it was, it was done instantly, but there's an incredible amount of work that that goes into delivery.
1: Mm. There, There is, but I think everybody just loves being there. And I think the same with you and all of the jobs that you do, you know, it's not, it's not really a task because you, you love it, you know, and you feel, there's no other person for the job it's just you you know it's it's important that you do it and once you've signed and you've made the commitment you try and do your best to fulfill it
0: so we've spoken about some of your past some of your present if we're looking towards the future what's what's next for you what are you doing where to from here
1: well that's the beauty of it i don't know (laughs) no um i think um i constantly get like really nice scripts so i've got a few scripts that i'm reading maybe a bit of an international trip, who knows? Um, the same thing, yeah. Uh, it's just a, once, once one show is done, it's kind of like you, you start all over again, you know, so it's me auditioning again, me in the audition process. I'm, I'm back in the, in the wheel again.
0: One question that I ask all my guests on the show, and it, you know, we've, we've had women from all sorts of of spheres, really, really diverse, is about some of the factors that they feel have contributed to their success. Some people talk about discipline, others talk about a particular person in their life or values, faith, focus. In your view, what would you say have been some of the key drivers to your success? I
1: don't know. I think... There's many sides to a person and I think for me it's having the ability to express all of me and I do that with characters and I do that with you know with my hobbies or what I'm reading and constantly realizing that these are my this is where, where, where I put myself and then I try and take myself out of those comfortable moments and try and get myself uncomfortable again so that I can maybe see if I can express a different side of me that I that I was too scared to to do or to try and, you know, even go for. I like, I like that feeling of insecurity because it, it makes me understand that it's something that I, I want to do, but I'm just, there's something holding me back, and you know? usually it's ourselves, you know.
0: You're so right. How do you break out of your comfort zone to, to push yourself into those growth nodes? Um. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think you just feel that you can try and be better. I think it's just that knowing that, that you, that you can do better. You know, and I guess I'm not afraid of trying. That's one thing. I'm not afraid of trying. And I just need to, you just need to be as honest as possible with yourself.
0: Yeah. Cause if you don't try, you'd, you'd never know. I mean, that is literally the first step in the process.
1: Yeah, that's all that it is, you know, especially with the whole world changing as well and everything becoming, everything is just so new and also now a world of AI and all of those things and, you know, the digital age and all of these things. Like, it's important to kind of like look at something, know that you don't understand it, and then try and immerse yourself in this world that you do not understand. But it could be fun,
0: you know. And who
1: knows? You might might be really good at it.
0: Yeah, a really fresh perspective to take. Tell us about some of the important moments or pivotal moments in your life as you were growing up. Um, I think the firsts.
1: Firsts are always pivotal, you know, like your first film, your first um, theatre production, you know, the first time you get to work abroad, the first yes that you received, you know, from a job or like an audition or, you know, the first time that you – you did an international film or the first, those are always pivotal roles. I mean, pivotal moments, I think, the first.
0: And because we're a gender-based show, what we find is is looking at, at ways in which other women have helped developed some of our guests. So who would you say have been some of the strong women in your life growing up?
1: Oh, I don't know. I think obviously my mother, you know, my mother's a, a big part of why I am the way that I am, you know, uh, I think that is definitely a big person, my sisters. Um, yeah. And also just like wonderful men that have also showed me that I have the ability to grow as well. But the funny thing about being a woman is like we often associate being feminine with being very, very soft and gentle, you know, um, but yet we find ourselves in a very, very difficult position because the world is hard. So you kind of have to be hard as well. And just finding that the ability to kind of like jump between a hard and soft and gentle and strong. I think those are things that I look at in women because I, I really do love that little play that we're able to, to have.
0: And you know, do you find that those come in handy as, as skills to help you navigate in, in the world? So if you've got a particular issue in place of how you balance between soft and hard?
1: Yeah, definitely in, in characterization, in, in making, you know, characters as um, as multi-layered as possible. And those are the little those are the beauties of, of of playing these characters. Try and make them as like a little onion, you know, and they just you just peel away a little bit more and more and more. Um, as to who the character is. But, I mean, you, you see that all over. You know, you see that on television, you see that in newspapers, you see that in magazines, you see these, kind of, these women trying to navigate that line.
0: Yeah. No, thanks for, for sharing some of your history with us today and for, for being part of the Womanity Broadcast. As we close out the session, can you share a few words of inspiration that you'd like to pass on to girls and women who are listening to us?
1: Um, I think if you have a niggle that you want to do something, um, it's not going to go away. If you want to be an actor, especially in the creative space, it's not going to go away. So you need to give yourself the opportunity to express it and to let it out. And whether you're going to do it, you know, in the, in the form of theater, or you're going to write something, or, um, you're going to, you know, you're going to do something just in front of your family. But if, if there is that niggle, it's not going to go away. And I think that's also what I've realized with myself, like in terms of me wanting to do this kind of role or this kind of character or me trying to push myself in this direction, it doesn't go away, you know. It just it disappears for a little bit, but it does come back. So answer the call. So if there is something that you want to do in the creative space, you need to give it a try because it's not, it's not going anywhere.
0: That's so interesting. Listening to your inner voice, maybe it's the, the inner conscious within us and um, being true to yourself. Mm, exactly. Well, thank you, you very awesome. much. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. It's been great having you on the show and we wish you all the best with uh, whichever path lies in your future, be it that international, be it that local and seeing you on the screen somewhere. Thank you. Thank you very much for today. Thank you. You have been listening to Womanity, Women in Unity and we have been talking to award-winning South African actress Kim Engelbrecht.